Hello, welcome to Raw Japan episode 240. This is Brandon Chen broadcasting from Itoshima Fukuoka and today I want to speak about live music here in Japan and more importantly hitting the wall. So basically there was a live performance today uh, here in the countryside of Itoshima. I was invited by a friend, local artist, that was the featured artist in May's Raw Japan Box, where I basically connect you to Japan through people by sending you my print novel and some local art, as well as access to these local artists. So we speak with them over live calls, etc. And she basically invited me to this live call, no, this live performance. And I went, but I was late, and I went at the last minute. So I showed up when they were closing out the show. and uh, But, you know, I went to show my support and whatnot. And um, she uh, is not a performer, but uh, her kid is in this kid's band. And the owner of this place, it's like a live music joint, and... He trains these kids to perform as a band. And this was like their first performance. And they do it twice a year. So I went at the end when the owner was making his closing remarks for the show. And he spoke about this. Uh, he was speaking about his philosophy, basically. And he came to a point where he said, you have to hit the wall. And then one of the kids was like, what? And he's like, yes, hit the wall. And they're like, why? And he said, basically, you have to continue to make mistakes. The mistakes are necessary for you to gain experience. They're not failures. And it's such a huge... I mean, for Western people, I think this is quite obvious because there's so much self-help materials that speak about turning your failures into experience and, you know, that's necessary for success. But in Japan and a lot of places in East Asia, I think, uh, it's, you're kind of dissuaded to make mistakes and fail at things that you want to do. So a lot of people choose to do the safe thing and the safe option and join this company and marry this person and have kids and do all of the things that they're supposed to do because the people around them did it or they were told to do it throughout their lives and then too afraid to challenge that notion and so they end up miserable a lot of them i'm not saying everybody that does that is miserable but a lot of people do it out of pressure and a need to uh fit in and that's why i scoff at people that always ask me about those things when when just because they've done it so a lot of people say oh especially in japan are you married i'm like no i'm not married oh do you have a girlfriend no i don't oh and it's like this thing like well you're 27 and that's what you do when you're near 30 and so i think a lot of women especially and dudes in japan but women more so feel like I have to get married before 30 and so they rush out and they have literal marriage parties not even it that's the literal translation is where women go out to uh, you basically pay money for this event 
it's like speed dating, but it's like specifically for marriage and it's very specific. So you have these forms that you sign about what type of person you want and it gets very nitty gritty. I saw it on this YouTube uh, recording of a TV show or a news station, I should say. And um, it was quite uh, surprising because I don't know. I mean, maybe that is the good way. Maybe that's because, you know, we have so much technology that can help us narrow down our search for people. But it was just very off-putting because these people were very serious about getting it done quick because the age limit is coming. And while I do think uh, if you are going to go get married and go down that route, I do think you, uh, I mean, that's one of the most important decisions of your life, right? You're going to have a life partner. And so it is important to, to uh, choose somebody you know that you can be with for a long time. And if technology helps you do that, then by all means. I mean, I think that's a great benefit of it. The only thing I am uh, not... The one thing that I don't really like is uh, the age, the pressure to get married before a certain age. I think it's um, dishonest, and it's especially in today's reality. I mean, a lot of people don't have all of their shit together until like early 30s. And when we say getting your shit together, that's... It can be a many like a there's many different varieties of that, but my strain of getting your shit together is emotional maturity. So there are people that say, you know, you should own a house and you should have kids and uh, you should be at a company that you know you're going to retire at, etc. And while those things used to be measures of stability, I I mean. I don't think any of it matters if you are emotionally unstable and if you're uh, dependent on other people to other people's opinions to make your life valuable. It doesn't really jive with me. So, and that's another thing too. I think that highlights uh, where you're at in your life. If you're judging your success if you're measuring your success by, based on other people's measuring stick then you're going to be cha- you're always going to be chasing something that isn't yours whereas if you make your own requirements for a good life then it's a different thing and uh i think uh this speech that this guy was talking about the owner hitting the wall and making these mistakes and failures throughout life when you're pursuing something that you really want to do or enjoy or somebody that you really in, enjoy their company, etc. I think uh, it's so important for us to teach that to the coming generations because there's so much other noise out there that says otherwise. And so it's our duty, if you know, to talk about it. That goes with anything, right? If you know something and you see somebody that you, especially if you care about them, uh, that's doing the opposite of that, it's your duty to tell them. Otherwise, your silence is complicit in their failure. 
So, uh, I recommend if you see some, somebody around you that you really care about and you see them just getting self-sabotaging themselves, I think it's, uh, and you know your words would have impact on them, I think it's important for you to air that or those feelings, you know. And uh, that's why I was so taken aback tonight when I went to see this show. And at the end, well, I didn't see anything really. I showed up when he was closing it out. But uh, it was just it was just good to hear. Because I'm like, this is what Japan needs. More Japanese people talking like this. And that's why I love Itoshima. That's why I love to share this place with you through my Raw Japan box. And I've been uh, tinkering with it recently. I'm, I want it to be more uh, community-based like Itoshima is, right? Of course, I'm going to be the bridge for you to access Jap these Japanese people that create and build things. But I also want you to talk to each other and also talk to them directly outside of the live calls so that you can interact with them whenever you have you know a question or something like that and they can answer it on their own time so i messed around with like maybe i can put it on my website upload some like a course where i have a different content and you comment on the different content and then you can talk to other people inside the group but it just felt very uh didn't feel very engaging and it's, Facebook is just too distracting and noisy. And so there's another service that I've been looking at for a while now, actually. Uh, I actually experimented with it. About, I think the first time I signed up for it was 2017, September. And so it's been, well, what's, this year is going to be, what, two years since I signed up for that thing. And, uh, you know, it's still around. That's the biggest, I think that was the biggest thing for me is like, because it's kind of new. Um, and I wanted to see how it was growing, etc., and what it was doing. Because the one thing about this service, because I'm not going to say the name yet, because I don't know if I'm going to go full in yet. But um, it's... Uh, it's not completely done. It's, it's like it's updating itself based on people's user feedback, which I love. And they're very communicative about how their progress is going and what they're delivering on, etc. And, uh, you know, I, it makes me trust them more. And so I'm going to release this group soon. Uh, if you want to hear about it, jump on my email list at brandonchin.net. Just type in your email. You get a free book also sent to your inbox. And I'm going to send the link to join this free group. Uh, there's going to be obviously a paid version for people that uh, join the group uh, and or get the box, etc. There's going to be different levels, right? But... Um, you know, I've been looking at this for a while, and I think there, it's necessary to have a space where we can all talk to each other. 
rather than just a live cause, especially considering a lot of people are quite shy about showing their face and, uh, you know, speaking in front of people they don't know across the internet and stuff like that. So, you know, I think this community would be a good opportunity for people to talk about Japan with each other and also Japanese people. And so that it's a constructive space. You're not getting distracted. You're in this place to talk about Japan. And uh, I'll drop that for you soon. But in the meantime, go to brandonchin.net and sign up for my newsletter so you can get the info. I email daily, tell stories like this, but in a different fashion. And um, yeah, as always, share the podcast with people you think need to tell, need to know, they need to hit the wall and then scale it and then cross it. And, okay, I don't know. I was trying to expand the metaphor. Anyway, take care of yourself. Good night and take care.